Hey guys, welcome to the For Your Thoughts podcast, where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. I hope you guys are doing okay, especially all of Black America and what happened with Breonna Taylor. I first want to address that. And really, at this point, I feel like we're all pretty much speechless. And I feel like now it's just more so about us, like, grieving that and grieving that loss and feeling everything that you got to feel and, and whatnot because now it's just like really like what what do we do now you know what I'm saying so it's almost like a lot of us don't even know what to say I don't have anything poetic political or anything like that to say other than like to give yourself the space and like give yourself a moment. I had like one day where I was just like, damn, like this really happened. Like, and the whole day I just was like crying on and off. I was like, yo, like, is this the world that we're living in right now? Someone make it make sense. But yeah, give yourself that space, grieve. It's about time we have to start doing different things. Keep doing what we're doing because change is going to happen. And my whole thing is joy is like always an act of resistance for me be joyful, be happy, like against like all adversity. And we're going to make it through. We always do. And like, look where we are now. We are the shit as like, just a whole race. We are just amazing. So we're only going to get better. And um, much love to Brianna Taylor and her family and just like everyone who's affected by that, which is basically all of us. And especially black women. Um, we deal with the most a lot of the times and we don't get we get treated like shit like sometimes if I'm keeping it 100 or whatever um yeah I don't have anything really to say I'm still very much so flabbergasted by that um so we're gonna move forward I just want everyone to take that space take the time to like really um process what happened because that's very weird and traumatic and we just shouldn't like rush through it like it didn't happen because we're almost so numb to it that it's very easy to do that so yeah just grace and space and make sure you guys grieve and stuff like that we're gonna move on I don't really have any updates um I went to DC this week and I freaking love DC uh DC is amazing I'm not it was like my first time going there which is pretty wild, but it definitely won't be my last time. I love it there. Um, and yeah, today for this episode, we have a special guest. Her name is Nezzy. She's an R&B artist um, from the South by way of Chicago. And she's amazing. She just dropped her new EP, Love, to her first EP, actually. And she is like on some real like R&B shit. So we're going to talk to her later about her album, about her life, about love, and all that, all that type of stuff, and like in the face of like all of this nonsense, like let's of course, like joy, like I said before, is an act of resistance. So yeah, we're going to move forward to change. Okay, for change, I want to highlight um, the Exist to Resist campaign by Pierre Moss, Sean John. Well. Pierre Moss has Exist to Resist, and they're basically partnering up with different organizations to kind of highlight their social justice work and like what they're doing. And they are going to create a limited edition product for each organization, each cause, and all of the proceeds will go to that um, organization. 
So their first installment was the Exist to Resist campaign by Pierre Moss, Sean John, and Rock the Vote. I know y'all remember like back in the day, like 2004, I want to say, like when TRL and all that was a thing. And it was like Diddy had like those Rock the Vote shirts. And everybody was rocking all those tees and whatnot. So they're basically revisiting that, re-envisioning that Pierre Moss, Black Luxury. I know y'all know what that is. Um, and all of those proceeds will go to um, the Rock the Vote organization. I think that's so fire. Um, I got mine. And I cannot wait to rock that. Um, but yeah, you guys know what Rock the Vote is. If you don't, it's a nonprofit organization dedicated to building the political power of young people, especially right now, like re-envisioning that and revisiting that, considering the fact that I feel like we actually are so much more um, aware and we have so much more information and we're so much more enlightened. Our generation, like revisiting Rock the Vote is so dope to me. And for it to be like Pierre Moss and Sean John, um, it's fire. I don't know. It's just, it's amazing. And I really love like what Pierre Moss is doing for the community period. And just like how like Kirby has re-envisioned and like cultivated fashion for this new generation, just as a black, um, luxury designer. It's amazing. Um, and major shout out to Jasmine Jones, who is actually over Rock the Vote right now. So that's who's working with, um, Kirby and Pierre Moss for the whole campaign that's going on right now. So I feel like it's all sold out. I'm sure you can cop one, but it's limited edition. I'm so happy I got mine. Um, yes. Yeah, so exists to resist campaign by Pierre Moss and Sean John rock the vote. You can actually still donate. Even if you can't uh, purchase any product, you can definitely still donate to rock the vote. Um, yeah. That's change of the week. Is there anything else I want to say about that? Um, Oh, basically the shirt says, instead of it just saying vote or die, you know, regular is like vote or die. And then on the bottom, it says for real this time, because seriously, it's getting crazy out here. So, yeah, um, that's the change for the week. Exist to resist, vote or die, San John, Pierre Moss, Kirby, Jasmine, Dope, Fire, we're going to move on to the next topic, which will be the advice column, pen pal letters. Wait, I'm definitely back. Make sure y'all are registered to vote because I'm not about to play with y'all. I was like, I'm pretty sure that was insinuated with me picking um, the Rock the Vote campaign and the Exist to Resist campaign for change, but all y'all better be registered to vote. Get your absentee ballots, all that stuff. Don't nobody got time. All right, now we're really going to move on to the pen pal letters. Okay, so for today's pen pal letters, very, very simple. It just simply says, should you be friends with your ex? That is like a situational question, like all of this, are, all of these questions normally are. Um, I think that would be amazing if you can be friends with your ex and true friends, not friends that are trying to still dip back or whatever the case may be. I think that you should have like a cordial and like relationship, like a respectful, cordial, I got you, you got me, not, you know, type of relationship. Like, cause you guys had a whole part of like y'all's life together. You guys shared a whole, you know, journey. And I'm pretty sure both parties learned something. Both parties changed for the better, hopefully. So I don't see why you would be not friends. Or not cordial. You don't have to be friends. Because friends, and then people use friends very in 
very differently. So should y'all be on the phone every day, kiki and stuff? I mean, I don't think so. But I mean, y'all might rock like that. Like some people might really be over it and they really are friends. They just realize that they weren't each other's people. That happens all the time too. So I think to each its own, but I don't like the notion of like hating your ex or like never speaking to them again. Um, That's not realistic, I don't think. So I think that it is okay to be friends with your ex. But just as long as it's not messy or sticky, just as long as you're not lying to your current person, just as long as you have already healed and like being friends with that person isn't keeping you stuck like in that, you know, phase of life. If you're past all of that, you're kind of over the relationship and both parties are moving forward. Definitely be cordial. Why not? Um, That's what I have to say about that. I really want to get into this interview. With Nezi, um, we're about to get into that right now. Welcome to the For Your Thoughts podcast, where psychology, pop culture, and self meets. It's Penny and Nancy, and I'm joined here by my first artist, I think, on the pod ever. Nezi, say hi. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, okay. So um, I normally start off by just, like, checking in on people because there's a lot of going on in the world, right? So, like, how are you? Like, it's crazy out here. How's your mental health, your energy? Like, how do you feel today? Girl, today I feel I feel okay. I've yeah. just been trying to stay, trying to find engaged like when to stay on social media and when I know like, all right, let me head out because right. it's like, too much. So my energy has been in good spirits luckily today, but sometimes you kind of got to like gauge when it's like you have to stop looking at social media or like someone that's like giving off bad vibes when to step away so mm-hmm. I, luckily today my energy has been really good yeah and today is crazy because like um brianna taylor's indictment and stuff like that everything like came out and like yeah. no one got charged for the correct things and stuff like that so it's like really heavy on socials today yeah, yeah. yeah. so i'm definitely at the point where i'm like all right like yeah i definitely have to take a step back from that because that's yeah. a lot for all of us it really is like it's just been so much stuff like back to back to back it's just like damn it's like, like, when will it end? Yeah. But it probably won't be a while, right? But yeah, I'm, right. Glad you, I'm glad you know when to step back. Because some people just stay on there forever and don't know how to, like, take right. a break from it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get in. So your first EP drops, The Love Trip, right? Yes, Which girl. is wild. I'm so excited. That's it's kind of crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, if you've been, like, creating music or wanting to do it since six, so how does it feel? And, like, what was the journey like even getting here? to like actually putting out a music. I know that's like the hardest thing for an artist is to put out their stuff. to actually put it out there. (laughs) It's been a journey. Mm -hmm. Oh, girl, it's been one hell of a journey for sure. Um, I can say, though, I'm at a point in my career where I'm like very just thankful for the journey and like very just much enjoying the journey now because, you know, it's really easy coming up to like compare yourself and think like, oh, I'm not doing enough. Or you yeah. see somebody else, you're like, dang, they got X, Y, and Z. Like, what's up with me? What do I got to do? So I'm at a point where I'm definitely, of course, it's stressful. Sometimes it's overwhelming. But I'm definitely at a point I can truly say that I'm enjoying the ride um, as an artist. And just, you know, I'm that. Yeah. And I would say, like, the thief of joy, like, is comparison. Like, with social yes. media, it's, especially artists, I can't even imagine, like, being, like, a like a musician or an artist. You have to have, like, this image, you know, and, like, yes. do that whole thing and the whole branding and having, like, keep up with that. <laughs> it's just, I yeah. know it's very, like, exhausting 
period, right? Girl, yeah. exhausting is the word. <laughs> so what made you, yeah, what made you be like, you know what, I want to do this. Did you have dreams to be something else before and you kind of were just like, couldn't get your mind off of being an artist or, you know, what? like what's your journey and story like in detail? Like, tell me that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I grew up on the south side of Chicago, um, then moved to Pine Bluff, Arkansas. I know that's such a random place. So I identify more with the south being from that part of uh, I'm Arkansas. from the south and from yes. Texas. <laughs> yeah, see, in the part of Arkansas I'm from, it's very close to like Dallas, Texas. Yeah, so I, can I, hear identify- I can hear your southern yes. accent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, I identify more with the south, but I grew up um, in Chicago, the south side. And I always saw my mom singing. And she had an R&B, like, group, too, when she was coming up. And so once I learned that, I was kind of actually shy of my talent just because my mom has a really, really big voice. Mm. And I wouldn't consider myself, like, she has a big voice, like a Aretha Franklin, Jennifer Hudson type big voice. Yeah. And I just don't have a big, like, powerful voice like that. And so I would be very, like, kind of shy and kind of hid behind her shadows. I was, like, in the church choir, but not really, like, vocal like hey guys I can sing it was just like I'm just gonna be a part of the choir and that's it mm-hmm. so I kind of hid behind the shadows for a very long time and became like super insecure and it wasn't until I would say high school when I was realizing like hey like I actually really like singing if I can make a career that career of this that's that would be totally like awesome but how the hell do I do that from Palm of Arkansas like who does that from Arkansas like, True. <laughs> To know, like, the landscape and the climate of Arkansas is to know, like, there's not a music scene, per se. There's not one at all? There's, like, literally not anything? No. Like, people don't normally come there. Like, when you see people, like, bigger artists on their tour runs, they don't really put Arkansas sometimes because they oh, think yeah. there's not big of enough, you know, network and just fans out there. Mm-hmm. But it's a, I know a lot of artists there. So it's just, it was just a matter of, like, all right, so I need to go somewhere where I can thrive, like I need to be somewhere with the music scene, but how do I get there? And I always wanted to live in New York. So I was like, all right, bet. I need to get to New York because the industry, the music business is there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, how am I going to do this? So from like high school and then going to college in Arkansas and graduating, I was like, all right, I'm going to apply to NYU and see oh. if it's six. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to see if it's six. I don't know if it was six, but I need a ticket to get to like, you know, I need a reason to get to New York. And so from there, I actually got accepted, which really just shocked the shit out of me. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I really was just, you know, putting it out there just to see. And so from there, I got my uh, master's degree in music business. And because I, I didn't want to be the artist that like kind of threw themselves in the industry and didn't know anything about the business. Because, yeah. you know, too many times we didn't seen in like the headlines how so-and-so in this deal they're trying to get out. Yep. They feel like they get cheated. And so I was like, I will not be that artist. Like, no, I need to go to school and learn like the ropes. And I also saw it as an opportunity to like network with people as well. And so that's what led me on this journey. Um, Cause at first my mom and my grandma at first, they were like, well, do you want to major in like nursing or something? My grandma was super like hell bent on that. And I was like, no. And my mom was only like super kind of nervous for me. Cause she was just like, look, this industry will kick your ass if you let it. So I just want you to know what you're getting into. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, look, I know what I'm getting into. 
I'll like, I really want to sing. Like, I know I can do that well. I know I can write. I know I can sing. So I really just wanted to do that and stop hiding behind the shadows because it was too many people telling me like, yo, Nezzy, like you actually can sing. Like you could really shoot your shot and make it if you just believe that you can. So it just kind of just took me to get out of my comfort zone, actually, you know, move to New York and say like, hey, I can do this. Like, I'm just as good. Like, I can do this. And Mm -hmm. so- here I am now, you know, which led me to this point. It's been, it's been rough. I can't say it's been easy. <laughs> yeah, no, for say, sure. Yeah, most artists would say it's, it's a rough little ride because it took for me last year to take that year to just understand, all right, what's my sound? What do I want to sound like? What do I want to look like? What is my, like, you know, what is my aesthetic? Mm-hmm. And how do I want to market myself as an artist? And mm-hmm. so now I'm at the point where now finally I'm, you know, putting out this EP and I'm really excited. It took yeah. a lot. <laughs> that's good that like, that's smart of you to like, be like okay, I'm going to go to NYU and I'm going to go to like business school for music. I actually um, did the same thing. Like I, my ticket mm-hmm. out here was going to the new school for media yeah. studies and media management. So that's, and, and I got my master's. So that's super duper dope that you did that. Like, yeah. and that's going to save you a lot. And um, a lot of people that I know who work at the labels, like that's where they went to, I forgot what mm-hmm. it's called. Is it Tish? What's it called? Tish, exactly. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And Tish so, mm-hmm. so like, what would you like, what are your thoughts on like everything Kanye's been talking about? And like, well, a lot of artists have been talking about, about like deals and stuff like that. Like, how do you plan to move in the industry? Like, you know I know what I'm saying? Like- yeah, I feel like with deals and having had the education and like at NYU and music business and actually seeing a contract, I feel like as an independent artist now, it's best to stay independent unless you're like damn near crafting the deal yourself. Like anything like labels that when I see words like perpetuity, I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> you know, and some people don't know to look for stuff like that. Yeah. Or, like, if they're like saying 100% this is like, that's, those are things to question. Like, you know, what, where does that leave me as the artist? Like, what do I get? And sometimes we, you know, as artists, you know, you come from nothing, you see these numbers of advance, like, oh, they're going to give me like 100K or they're going to give me a million. It's like, is that, you know, recoupable cost or non-recoupable? Like, exactly. People don't understand that. They just so. see that number and they're like, oh, and yeah. It's a, they're and like, for okay. most people, especially like black artists, like it's like, or not even black artists, but it's just like, struggling artist period it's mm-hmm. like once you see a big number and you've been broke for so long it's like bet right. i'm about to like hop on this but in reality they're really like out here scamming for real yeah, like so hard scamming. it's crazy because like like you said they'll see the number and just like all right bet is like well if you gotta pay it back you gotta make sure you know like that's the thing they don't like guarantee that you'll be able to pay it back you know mm-hmm. so like i definitely would like encourage any independent artist to stay in the, you know indie unless you can do like cool partnerships that would be cool you know yeah, that's, something that's not long exactly term. yeah nothing nothing, nothing that's, that's like gonna bind binding mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly okay so um your so just so that my listeners can get a feel of like your music and who you are and you guys all better go listen to her ep i'm gonna link it below but yeah. so you said that your sound is um like, well, your influences are Brandy, Whitney Houston, Monica, Tony Braxton, 
Jasmine Sullivan and Maya. What really yes. shook me was Maya. People never say Maya. Look, and I'd be look. like, I love that. So can you tell me more about like why is she like an influence of yours? I think that's so dope, honestly. Yeah. Maya, I actually really, really love Maya. Um, Maya is the type of artist, like for me, I used to play her um, Mood Ring like album through and through. Mm-hmm. Um, just because she has this very sassy, but like central approach to R&B. Mm-hmm. And like for me, like I feel like I'm I have sassiness and like central, not like too raunchy, but it's like you'll know what I'm alluding to. If I'm talking about like sex, you'll know like okay, yeah. that's what she's talking about, but she just didn't say it. Yeah, but it's like, like real cute and sassy. It's a real bit. cute and yeah, sassy. Keep it cute, yeah. Exactly. Which is exactly. how a lot, of, a lot of girls are. I think I'm kinda of like that too. High key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. High key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think my like my style of music is very like it's very conversational. Like when you listen to my music, it, it sounds like something like, oh, she must have talked to a homegirl about this the other day and mm-hmm. she just got it out of her chest, like in a song. Like it's very much like that. It's very relatable to like real situations that you would go through in like relationships and dating. Um, and it's like I said, it's very like sassy, but it's real cute and it's very like kind of sensual too. And relatable. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like um, it's like, I listen to it. It's like actual R&B because that, that's how R&B like really makes you feel if it's real R&B and not all that extra yeah, other shit. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like people are always looking for true R&B artists, but they don't like, they're actually right in front of your face, but just because it's like a lot of true R&B artists aren't pushed like the way that they mm-hmm. should be, especially mm-hmm. not right now for some reason, like, you know, other genres and stuff like that. Right. right? So, um, with this EP, like, I noticed, like, tell me about the concept, but I noticed that it kind of, like, is, like, a really good love trip, like, kind of even how love or even, (laughs) well, might not even be love, like, I've been learning a lot, because I'm, like, really into, like, psychology and stuff, and just Mm -hmm. about, like, infatuation, and, like, how, like, when you meet somebody, like, really, like, the chemicals that are released, it's called oxytocin, they can make Mm -hmm. you think that you're in love for literally, like, I think it's, like, three months, it can last three months to two years. Oh, wow. And, yeah. Oh, girl, that's too long. (laughs) But, no, but, and after that, Mark, it's, like, if after that, it's, like, for real, then that means it's, like, for real. But, you know, it's all, you know, it's all subjective, whatever. But, um, tell us about the concept between, like, love trip and how, like, that whole journey went and stuff like that. And so it started off really good, then it ended up with fed up, which is like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> damn, what, what happened? <laughs> right, what happened? Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's crazy because I wrote these like songs, not with the intention of naming it Love Trip. Like, I didn't know, like, oh, hey, like, I want to write some songs that's based on like a love trip. Like, it was kind of after the fact I named it, like, looking at the songs, I'm like, damn, like. <laughs> we kind of taking a trip with this. Like, we went from, like, lovey-dovey, you know, the talking stage to we in a relationship. And now I'm like, you know, I don't want shit to do with you. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, it was actually my friend, Ty. He was like, because I told him, like, the songs and everything. And I was like, yo, I don't know what to name this. Like, I'm so terrible at titles. Like, I don't know what to name this. Like, even Fed Up wasn't named Fed Up at first. Mm-hmm. It was named something, I said something random, but it wasn't Fed Up at first. And so um, I was telling him, like, I really don't know what this, like, what to name it. He was like, all right, let me listen to it. I sent him the EP, and he was like, this sounds like a love trip. And I was like, mm, that's, that's the perfect. one. Yep, that's, <laughs> that's it. The, that's it. <laughs> that's it. And so from there, like, I was talking to him about a concept. And so he was like, well, I mean, if you're going on like a love trip, you would think like literally like you packing your bag somewhere. 
And so I was like, that's okay, how it be cool. though. That's how it be. <laughs> yeah. You be going be like there, you be that. like, I'm over here. And then all of a sudden it's over and you just leave. You just, just right. Like, <laughs> Period. Like, it be like that. You know? really do. So I was just like, all right, wait, let's, let's make this more, even more marketable. So I was like, all right, let me, let me talk to Lex about this. So I talked mm-hmm. to Alexis and I was like, yo, so like, God gave me this cool idea for the title, love trip, like, all right, and we said like going on trips on, but let's let's expand on that. And she was like, "Ooh, girl, what if we do like an airport and you see like kind of like the flashbacks of the relationship?" Oh my like, god, that's in the good. sky. And shout I was like, "Ooh, shout out to Alexis. That's both right. Our, both our engineer, amazing. Yes. She's amazing. amazing. Yes, <laughs> and manager. Your manager, right? Yes, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so from there, we were just like, "All right, we gotta we gotta get someone to sketch it. So we got someone to sketch it." It was like cool. Get to on sketch, and now we got to get a graphic designer, and then from there, we had this dope ass cover art. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, so congrats on your like your streaming is doing really well on the way. Yeah. It has forty k. Like you can tell us about that specific song. Like, yeah, what what's that about? What's this real story? We need the real tea. The real tea. Everything. I give mm-hmm. you the real tea. Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> the real tea is at the time I wrote this song. I was in a long distance relationship, right? Oh, okay, yes, okay. Here's the tea. Yes, I'm gonna give you the real tea. So <laughs> in a long distance relationship, right? And so I was making it work. We were together overall for three years. Damn. Crazy. I know. Wow. So I was like, all right, this was around February when I wrote it of this year. And I was like, okay. And in January I was asking him, like, because January is when my birthday is. And I was like, you know, when are you gonna come up here and like See me and he wasn't really phased by like mind you we on year like three so i'm like we y'all haven't I... seen each other yet no we had been seeing each other but it was like at the at this time he was saying like i'll come up there to you so i'm like, like cool oh, oh got you okay oh yeah to visit you. you i'll come and visit you and so i'm mm-hmm. like cool cool like when you coming like my birthday coming up when are you coming he was like i don't think i'll make it for your birthday i'm like um so, all right, you ain't gonna make it for my birthday. What about Valentine's Day? That's the next, you know, cute little holiday or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I don't know about that either. And mind you, we were already on the rocks because we had a point where I already feel like he wasn't supporting me as an artist. And he really just wasn't trying to, like, visit me like that. Like, so I'm like, all yeah, right. That's a sign. Like, that's a red flag. It's like, yeah. I mean, like, how long would y'all go without seeing each other? Would you say like how Her, it was? It was like months. Like I saw him last. What is this? We in twenty twenty. I saw him last November twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. and and I was trying to see him January. In, yeah, in January, mm-hmm. and so he was. You know how like when you miss someone, they'll sh- you can hear that they miss you in their tone. That they're talking as if they miss you. They trying to you know make the plan. Mm-hmm. And was he broke? I'm sorry. No, no, that's the thing. No, that is the that's the crazy part. Okay, he had money. He has a good paying job. I ain't gonna out his name like that. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, anyway, not, not nope. He don't mm-hmm. deserve it. But he had a really when I say really good paying job, like we talking about almost in six figures paying job. Okay, so do you think it was more so of a thing? Is he one of those who? You know how some people don't understand like an artist's lifestyle, and he was kind of like he not really yeah. understanding it. Okay. And he didn't want to say that, but I'm like, it's clear that you don't because now you're like, he would text me wondering why, like, why are you out late? Like, at, you know, 3 a.m. I'm like, I'm in a session, like, with Lex. Like, yeah. You know, like, he understand that. And so 
on the way came about because everybody was like booed up with their booze on Valentine's Day. My boo ain't trying to come see me. So instead yeah, of me, that's whack. Yeah, I was like, this is whack. So I don't want to be that girl writing an anti-love song. So let me write a song, you know, kind of kind of like a song, the opposite of anti-love. Like I would like to be on the way to somebody, at least somebody that appreciate me at least. So I'm like, you know, let me channel my energy to that. And it's crazy because I randomly like was looking for like beats and stuff. And so I was looking and found this beat, dead ass found this beat mm-hmm. on YouTube. He had just posted the producer and I was like, oh, let me just, let me just write to it. I don't, you know, it's nothing serious. And I didn't intend for the song to be like popping the way it is now. Cause I didn't write it out of a like serious moment. It was more so out of like, let me get out of my feelings and yeah. write a track that's not really you know, about anti-love, like, I hate you, nigga, or nothing. I want to write a track that's like, you know, I'm on the way to see Bay, even though I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And so I actually bought the beat from the guy, because I'm like, wait, I actually wrote a whole song to this, and this is kind of dope. Let me get the beat. Bought the beat and everything. Went to Lex's place, <laughs> recorded, and she was like, uh, Nancy, this kind of a hit. Um, This this the one. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And I, and I was like, you think so? Because I really wasn't in the right headspace low-key when I wrote this. And she's mm-hmm. like, no, this is a really good song. Like, no, we gotta, we gotta put this one out first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I've noticed working with artists is like they never think that their single is their single. Like, right, always. Like, it's like it, it takes like a manager or someone else like to listen to like everything mm-hmm. and be like, this is actually the single. And it's like, damn, I've learned that so many times. It's so crazy. It's crazy. I was yeah. just like, this the one, really? She was like, no, listen to it. Like, this is a good song, and it's obviously the one because <laughs> it's going up. So right, it's going up. So I'm like, all right, she was right. <laughs> yes. So like, y'all broke up. Like, how was the breakup? Like, I like. Ooh, I feel like breakups really. I want to even talk about how breakups like affect your mental health because it really, re- it really does sometimes. It really like, does. seriously, it, really it kind of takes you out for a second until you know you kind of get over it and build yourself back up, and everything's good after that. But right. how how was that for you without breakup, you know sharing? No, anything you don't want to share. Yeah, okay, girl, it was cool. The breakup, <laughs> the breakup, girl, was like I ain't gonna say it was just messy, but it was very much on a very sour note like it ended like well damn because <laughs> like mind you I wanted him to come up here because I didn't you know at the time I wasn't thinking about breaking up with him or anything but after that after he showed me like for one you don't support me as an artist like you really don't so you ain't even trying to come up here and see me like you're like what's up yeah like what is like, what's up what is it and he would say like I got to see, I got, you know, I got to see, I got to work. But it was also on the same side of it. Like, oh, you make time to go see your homeboys out in like Dallas. You're catching flights, but you can't make time to come see me. Okay, bet. Cool. So it wasn't until I say March, like right in the midst of the pandemic, I was like, I'm tired. Like, and people don't understand when a woman is truly fed up, like we really be done. Oh, for sure. And this was a build up anyway. It wasn't like an abruptly thing. like. We have been arguing since like November about just petty stuff, him coming to see me. And so I was just fed up with it. I was like, you know, like, I'm really tired and you're not really trying to like meet me halfway. So mm-hmm. I, I think that at this point, as much as I care about you and as much I do love you, I don't think it's it's in our best interest to stay together. It's already hard enough for long distance. And mm-hmm. so. He went off on this whole, like, 
he went left. He started telling me, like, basically talking out his ass, talking like, oh, I'm the catch, and da-da-da-da-da. Like, as if I needed him, and talking about how he spent all his Nigga. money. Yes, girl. I was like, I said that. I was in shock. I'm like, are, it's like, like, aren't you supposed to do that? Like, is he supposed to spend money on you? Like, is it that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm <laughs> like, you, you, I'm just shocked. Yeah, because it's like, that's because like, okay. that's someone you was with for three years. So for them to like backdoor and say all that, that's like a slap oh, in the face. Oh, girl, he was throwing it all in my face. Yeah. Oh, uh, once they're throwing it all. And that's when I knew that I was like, all right, I'm making the right decision. Because oh, yeah, for sure. You made it's, that decision. It's a hell no for me. Mm-hmm. And then he like hung up on me. This was FaceTime. Like, we FaceTime it. Hung up on me. And so I called back and I'm like, man, you're not going to just hang up on me. Like, you can say bye at least. Like, you're not going yeah. to be disrespectful like that. And then he answered, he's like, I ain't got to talk to no uh, woman that ain't my girl and hung up again. So I was just like, oh, well, oh, he was know, big, man. He was big man. So I'm like, I ain't gonna beg for you to to talk talk with me through it. Like it is what it is. Like we don't need to be together and you just showing why you, you can't even communicate a bit. Mm-hmm. Like so that was that girl. And that's when I wrote um Fed Up was around it was around that time. It was like maybe a little bit before. I'll say February, because that's when I knew like, all right, sis. You are mentally checked out of this relationship, but you're going to have to end this soon. Yeah. And so in March is when, you know, that's when we broke up. That reminds me of, I'm not sure if you watch Girlfriends, but I've been watching Girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And this one episode, it was like when Maya and Darnell kind of realized, like, you know, like Maya's kind of like moving in another direction and he's uh-huh. one another one. It's like, but they love each other. But it's like, mm-hmm. sometimes like things are supposed to end and people kind of like hold on to things. And by holding on to those things, you can like, be not moving forward in life, you know, just because right. like you're still stuck on this one thing. And once you release that, it's like a whole new world opens up. So like, how was like post this? Like, you know, like I, mm-hmm. I'm sure you had to do like a lot of like self work and, you know, like figure out, you know, different stuff. So how was yeah. that? Like the single life post relationship and like, what did you learn about yourself throughout all of that too? Post relationship. I was actually, and it's, this is going to sound probably crazy and maybe like savage life, but <laughs> Um, I felt like the weight lift off me. Like, no, yeah, that's I was how I be. sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was sad because, like, obviously, like I care about him. It was, you know, we had some. I would never discredit like the great times we did have, but I realized there was a lot of things that mentally wasn't okay that I was like holding on to um, with him. Like he would, he's very much, and he would hate for me to say this, but it was very true. He's very much like manipulative. Like he would Mm kind of make me feel bad for like choosing to go to the studio. And it's like, well, controlling a little bit. Yeah. He was controlling. Oh, he hated when I said that, but I'm like, you are, you trying to make me feel bad for something that this is my job. That's for you. Like (laughs) you should be like, doing your thing you know like that's what makes you right. happy and he should want you to be happy like that's exactly yeah and it was he was kind of making me feel bad for that so like mentally though that was that was the thing that was really like bothering me so post the relationship I was kind of like I was say mentally drained emotionally exhausted because I was just like man like this is I'm very much a relationship person like I'm not it Same. was a tw- it was a tweet and it said something like basically saying like don't play yourself if you know you ain't out here trying to be no like hoe or anything you don't need to be out here doing that have Mm -hmm. have sex with people Mm -hmm. and I'm like very much someone that's like I'm a relationship person I don't want to be out here like and I'm not old but like when you've spent so much time with someone 
you don't want to just be out here wasting your time with another yeah. girl. You know, like, I don't have time for that. Like, and a lot of guys just think like, oh, she's so serious. He want to get married. I'm like, no, I'm just throwing my it's like I'm dating and I'm, and I'm dating with an intention. And yeah. if I know you ain't shit from the jump, why would I waste my time with right. you? Exactly. Like, why I would I waste be, my time? You could be writing music. You could be doing shit for yourself, right? Like, exactly. So I'm like, I don't want to do that. So post like the relationship, like us breaking up, I was just kind of like, all right, let me get back in like therapy. Let me like. I love that. Yes. Yeah, I got back in. Yes, girl. I'll be trying to advocate like for therapy. Yes. A lot of people have this wrong like misconception of therapy. For sure. Like, you got to be crazy. Like you're crazy if you're going into therapy. And it's like, no, it's just kind of just to upkeep like your your mental well-being yeah you know? and even like, just like to talk to somebody like we all right life, life is hard as hell like seriously okay. so if you can make it a little bit easier just by talking to an unbiased person who like has your best interests at heart and really knows like how to navigate life and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it's like why would you not you know like mm-hmm. it's crazy but yeah yeah i just learned like even for myself i learned like okay you are, I am a sensitive person, which is what I knew, but it's like certain things that like, all right, you laughed at all. Well, you shouldn't have laughed that off. You should have told him how that made you feel instead of letting it build up. That's one thing I realized I needed to work on. Like my coping mechanism sometimes is to <laughs> laugh it off. And mm. it's like, no, don't do this. It's like, if it's bothering you, you need to say something right then and there versus later. Now you got this whole argument when you should have kind of said it before. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was definitely a learning experience for me too. And you learned that I'm, through therapy, like your coping mechanisms. Well, I learned that just from like yeah therapy, and because she would ask me like, all right, so like, you know, how did the relationship end? What do you think? Like, is there anything you feel like you should be working on? And it was just kind of self reflecting too how I learned it too, just talking yeah. to friends and like. I think I wait till things blow up, <laughs> which For is sure. like, it's a valid emotion, but it's bad timing. That's mm-hmm. what I'm realizing. Like, it's very valid, but the timing of it is So it I makes it seem invalid, it. yeah, to the yes, other person. exactly. Yeah. I think my compliment, like, I think mine is like, I just, like, I'm a people pleaser. I just want everything to always be good. And I kind of mm-hmm. hate, I hate conflict, even with like friends. Stuff like, I used to, I'm way better with therapy, stuff like that, so. <laughs> It's like if something were to bother me if, or if something was uncomfortable, it's like I try to just push through it and make it better. And then after a while, like that shit builds up to a, a mountain mm-hmm. of uncomfortableness, you know. So I had to learn how to like if something's bothering me, like just say it, figure out the right moment in the right way, you know, just right. communicate that. Just let the person know that I'm trying to communicate this. So let me tell you, you know, yeah. it's OK to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. OK, so so. That's good that you learn all that. So I want to know, like, what's one grand piece of advice, I guess, that you'd give to your fans, your listeners, who I'm sure will come and listen to this as well, on, mm-hmm. like, dating, love, um, and even just, like, going for your passions and stuff like that, too? Um, one thing I would give to my fans is, like, with dating and love, like, don't settle and also be patient. Because sometimes I know for women, we're kind of, like, looking at our biological clock and, like, oh, I need to be with someone. like. I'm not going to have enough time to like do this or have a, you know, get married, have kids and all that. But it's like, definitely don't settle. And not to say I was settling, but don't settle. You know your worth, know your worth, know your values. Don't, mm-hmm. if it's going to take you out of character or you feel like you're going to lose yourself in it, it's not, probably not worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very important to wait. And then just with, um, just with music and like, or just anything passions you want to do, like go for it this life is short like 
if anything, 2020 is teaching us is that life is short. It's so um, short. Yeah. And sometimes people think like, oh, well, I work full time here. When am I going to, you know, do my passion? Like you can do that at night. Like you have to, you definitely have to sacrifice. You have to be open to that idea that I have to sacrifice something. If you're not willing to sacrifice something, then you're not serious about it. You know, mm-hmm. so you have to have to sacrifice something. You might have to sacrifice, you know, a couple hours of sleep or you might, you know, I have to sacrifice instead of buying that outfit you want to invest in like the new computer gear that you need to start, you know, recording yourself. So, um, yeah, definitely go for it and know that like it's possible even if you're doing a nine to five and to not give up. It sounds so cliche, but no, no, it's really hard and you can definitely think to give up, but it's like, I would rather just not give up and continue to try to be what, who I know God wants Mm -hmm. me to be like my Mm -hmm. whole life. And like wake up at like 60, 50, like not doing what I want to do and like, you know, regretting stuff. Like that's my right. biggest fear in life is to be old and regretful on all aspects of life. Like I cannot. I want to live my Dang. best life all the way through and be working it. I don't know. I just cannot. Yeah. yeah. Amen to that. What's yeah. your sign? Look, what's your sign? I'm a Virgo. I'm a Virgo. <laughs> Come on. I'm an earth sign too. I'm a yes. Capricorn. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Virgos, Capricorns, and Tauruses, like, always get along, like, really, really yeah, well. Yeah, we always get along. I just knew it. I was like, this conversation is just flowing. Oh, like, my God. Yay. <laughs> okay, um, so do you have a type? So, like, what's your, you know, for the future? So I'm sure you will definitely be dating soon, yeah. whenever you it's know, your time, you know? Trying to take it slow, but my type, you know, like, as far as, I try not to get too far into physical, but looking Me back too, at the yeah. side, I'm like, I kind of do have a type. Like someone would like someone that's like very like ambitious. Um, they're very goal oriented. They're already in their like in their like passion. So if they're even if their passion is like a teacher, they're like, you know, doing something that's like deemed as a nine to five, but if that's your passion, then that's your passion. Exactly. You know, like, yeah. I love I'm, never, I'm not into like you know people are just want to date like you know creatives or like you know influencers like that's like no if you like are doing something like for the community or doing something you know whatever you're doing right. as, long as, as long as you love it and you're happy every day do that exactly. that's amazing yeah that's my thing I want someone like that um I'm a Christian so I would love a Christian you know nice Christian man or whatever <laughs> same <laughs> you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so someone taller than me I'm five four and that's pretty short anyway so it would be nice if someone's taller than me. Um, it's funny because all of my <laughs> my ex, he was he was like maybe two inches taller. But I'm like, I'm five four. You need to be like five eleven at least. Like <laughs> women are so like I'm four eleven, so height was never a thing for me because I'm just really right, small. <laughs> I'm just so small. But I know like it, it'd be a struggle. They say for women to find dudes that are like kind of tall. Yes, I'm like I'm I like, need well, to be a little tall. It's a you know it's that height ratio. Me, you know, like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to reach up for a hug, you know, that's real mm-hmm. cute. I don't need you to be at eye level with me, <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> but then it's like sometimes you can like miss a really good dude just because they're a little that's shorter. True. That is true. I tell my that friends was... that all the time. I'm like, girl, y'all, you're over here complaining about this tall nigga who's not texting you back. When meanwhile, <laughs> you could be, look, over here. but wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I mean, look, that's that's in my prayer to God. I'm like, God, I need a tall man, <laughs> please don't leave me. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it. I love it. Oh my god. I w- I was gonna ask if you've been on hinge because like okay, my friends are always on hinge and they'll come on the podcast and tell their hinge stories. I'm not on there at all. Hell no. Nah. 
But I was gonna. <laughs> I don't. I doubt that you are. By the way, that you say that you date. Look, I tried to do that. I'm not gonna lie. Ooh, what happened? <laughs> I tried, and it's just, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. They say, but them niggas was not for me, sis. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And that's the nicest way I can say it. They just went for me, and I'm just like like, nothing was like clicking. It just was like, eh. Yeah, just like nobody's looking like just of like just of my standards. Like, and then I'm like, I'm always that type of person that's like, what if I link up with this guy? He a serial killer. Like, what what are the odds? That's really extreme. But I I just be thinking like that. Oh yeah. No, my roommate always thinks that someone's trying to sex traffic her every time she goes. No, but that's how I be thinking. She's insane. Like what you just never know nowadays, like you don't know. So I'm like, I'd rather meet somebody in person, like, or a friend introduce me to their friend, like type thing. That way I know it's like kind of legit. Like, okay, yeah. my friend put me on to this guy, like he exactly. must be a guy. That's like how most of mine have been going. So if I meet someone who's a friend of a friend, like that's how most of the time my date is. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'm not with the apps. I, I'm yeah, scared. I'm not with the, yeah, I'm scared too. I'll never go back on them now. Mm-hmm. I'm Okay, so back to the music okay that that was that was a great combo though like we definitely now i'm like me you and alexis we gotta hang out i know it's gonna be a blast for sure we do yes so um like what can we expect i know you have like a listening party coming up um what can we expect any and anything else you want to share with like my listeners on literally anything it can be on your own stuff on mental health just anything you want to talk about or share you can definitely do that now before we wrap up so for the listening party, that's September 27th. You can join the listening party if you pre-save my Spotify link and screenshot it to my management page, send your um, email to my management page, Brains Be Beauty. And for the listening party, I'm literally giving everybody a chance to like listen to the EP before it comes out on the 30th and to act like giving the tea behind like the behind the songs of each song. Like I don't give people the real tea like what influenced this song? Why, you know, why'd you write it like this? You know, like the things that we really want to know. Yeah. You know, in the process when you listen to a song from your favorite artist, you're like, you know, what made them want to write this? Like, what mm-hmm. happens is? Mm-hmm. So I'm giving a tea on that too. Uh, mm-hmm. You know? And, so, and you kind of gave us a little sneak peek on that for the podcast. Yeah. So thanks for that. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, giving the tea on that and then just mental health because I just in general, like to, it's okay to like step away from social media. It's okay to like step away from people that you think that's like kind of messing up your mental health. So that was another reason why at the end of my relationship, I realized that I was neglecting like self-love and my mental health and trying to like please him like overly about myself. So it's like, you know, in this time, even during this pandemic, like really love on yourself. This is the best Mm -hmm. time to really step back and, just pay attention to your body, pay attention to what you're feeding your mind, you know, during this time. So I definitely mm-hmm. encourage everyone to just love yourself a little more, take self-care a really serious during this time. For sure. But I feel like in this pandemic, like, it's easy to kind of, since people are so lonely, it's easy to kind of like, you know, stay with somebody mm-hmm. you don't need to be mm-hmm. staying with or create relationships that, you know, might not last or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's really all about self right now, for sure. For it really sure. is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you, it, even if you're with somebody, it's like you're not 100% yourself because your mental health is deteriorating yeah. while you're with a bad person. So you can't even be a <laughs> right. good person for them. So it's just mm-hmm. like a hot ass mess. But okay, so right. when, does the, when does the project actually drop? I know I have the private link. I'm not sure if it's dropped yet or what's 
tea on that? Like when is it yeah, actually dropped? So it, it actually dropped September 30th. So gotcha. the listening party is the 27th and then three days later, it'll be out on all platforms. Got you. Okay, so thank you so much, guys. Okay, so this was Nezzy. You guys should definitely listen to her EP. It drops September 30th. Love trip, right? That's, yes. Yes, mm-hmm. okay. And I'll put all the links and stuff Um, because this will drop after the 30th or like around that time probably. Right. So that's perfect. So I'll like put all the links and stuff for like all of you guys to listen. Um, And thank you so much. That was so dope. I'm so happy no, I did this. thank you. Yes. I'm so happy you invited me, girl. <laughs> yes, girl. Okay, Um, you have a good night and stuff and I'll be looking, I'll definitely be peeping in on the listening party. Okay. And everything. All right. All okay, right. bye. Thank you. Bye.